Hi, welcome to Tradition! I'm your host, Tom Hirsch. And welcome to episode 12 of Traditions. You've probably been wondering if I fell off the face of the earth. Now, just taking a little breather to prepare for what I suspect might be another very popular episode. Episode 11 took us to Australia, and I've been amazed at the popularity of that entry. In one month, it surpassed every other previous episode. So I've decided to stay in that part of the world for a while and zero in on the Mediterranean. Specifically, well, here's a hint. Yep, a lot of people might not be aware of it, but the whole story of Mamma Mia was placed at the beaches and towns on the island of Skopolos, located off the coast of Greece in the Aegean Sea. Many folks would put their money on somewhere in Italy, but there was some sort of conflict with another well-known theatrical performance, so it was all moved eastward. Today, we're going to spend our time looking at the rituals and traditions of my big fat Greek wedding. I'm going to be extra careful here to make sure I get these right, understanding that I live just south of Tarpon Springs, Florida, that proudly boasts a very large Greek population. Tarpon Springs is also the home of St. Nicholas Greek Orthodox Cathedral, where it is said No self-respecting hurricane in its right mind would ever dare to approach this most sacred church. As usual, today's discussion is loaded with Greek vocabulary that presents its own set of challenges. I'll try to do as good a job as I can, but please forgive me if I stumble and falter over some of them. Asking the parents, particularly the father, for permission is a traditional practice that spans several centuries. If your daughter is looking to marry a non-Greek, this could pose some difficulties. However, most will still do it if it's what's required of them. Once the father gives permission, they are now officially engaged. When there is a wedding in Greece, everybody in the neighborhood or a random passerby will know. Homes of both the bride and groom are lavishly decorated for some time before the big day. Ancient Greeks celebrated beauty and athleticism through their Olympics and fashions, with loosely draped gowns gathered at the waist and touching the floor. The form-fitting look suggested the sensuality of their gods, and the elegant goddess gown remains popular to this day. The Greek marriage ceremony itself is an important sacrament for the couple, and is loaded with significance and symbolism, guided by the Orthodox wedding officiant and the wedding sponsor, or kambaros. In this special role, a kambaros 
is to the wedding couple what a godparent is to a newly baptized baby, and often, but not always, also serves as the groom's best man. His female counterpart is the kumbara. The ceremony itself is a beautiful act of customs and rituals of the Orthodox Church, unchanged since the 11th century. It lasts 30 to 60 minutes and has many acts that symbolize beliefs that need to be followed. Processionals in an Orthodox ceremony are done differently from Western weddings. Typically, the groom waits for the bride at the front of the church with her bouquet. Along with her father, the bride greets the groom here, takes her bouquet, and then walks down the aisle with her groom. In more traditional ceremonies, the wedding guests will also wait outside for the bride and everyone, the couple and all their guests, enter the church together. Rings are exchanged at the beginning of the ceremony with the priest blessing both rings before placing them on the third finger of their respective right hands. Performing rituals in threes to symbolize the Holy Trinity is a recurring theme in an Orthodox wedding. Following the blessing, the Kambaros removes and replaces the rings three times, swapping between the bride and groom to symbolize their pending connection. Next, the bride and groom are each given one white candle to hold for the remainder of the ceremony. Lighting these candles signals the end of the betrothal ceremony and the beginning of the sacrament of marriage, the second and final stage of the ceremony. Far from just beautiful decorations, Stefana crowns symbolize the couple's marriage as a blessing from God. This is a sort of crescendo, akin to the exchange of rings in a Western ceremony. The priest places a crown, or Stefana, on both the bride and the groom's heads. The Cambaros then intertwines the crowns three times to symbolize the couple's union before the crowns are tied together with a ribbon. When the priest removes the Stefana from the couple's heads, he says, What therefore God has joined together, let not man put asunder, making it clear that no one should try to split apart these two people. There is a line in the wedding missal that calls the husband to love his wife as himself and the wife to respect her husband. During weddings spoken in Greek, the phrase has a word that translates to fear. So it's humorously perceived as the woman shall fear her husband. In Greece, when the cantor reads that phrase, everybody present has their eyes on the bride's feet, since it's customary for her to step her right foot over the groom's left one, just slightly, to show that she is not afraid of him. Where have we heard that custom before? Virtually identical to weddings centuries ago, Modern Eastern Orthodox weddings feature a reading of the story of Jesus' first miracle at the wedding of Cana. To honor Jesus turning water into wine, the couple then sips three times from a common cup of wine that has been blessed by the priest. Now that the couple is almost officially husband and wife, the priest takes them on a half-walk, half-dance, called the Isaiah's Dance, around the wedding altar three times as hymns are sung. This joyous act is a celebratory ritual that signifies the couple's blessings 
and is also seen as a symbol of infinity in the couple's eternity together. At each turn around the table, the couple kisses a cross held by the priest. The final ritual is the earlier mentioned removal of the Stefana crowns and a prayer for the newly married couple. Rice is commonly thrown at the couples as they exit as a means to wish fertility and wealth on the new family. Once the ceremony is complete, the Cambaros will often hand out a tiny lapel pin with a small ribbon to the wedding guests. Traditional Greek wedding colors are white, blue, or pink, and the pins also have a small cross in the center. These are meant to symbolize the sacrament the wedding guests have just witnessed. It wouldn't be a Greek wedding without lots and lots of food. While there is a rich and diverse selection of homeland foods to choose from, certain dishes seem to always show up in a traditional Greek menu. Yvesti is lamb or beef stew with orzo. Tirupita is a cheese pastry, and bakiva is, of course, the pastry sweetened with honey and nuts. The Kalimatiano wedding dance shares the same name as the ancient Greek folk dance, but for a Greek wedding, it has a specific meaning. The bride stands in the middle with her maid of honor to her immediate left, and the female wedding guests hold hands and encircle the two. Although it's meant as a women-only celebration, you might see a few guys join in as well. The Zibikito is for the groom, his best man, groomsmen, and other men at the reception. It's a similar circular dance to Calimarato, and it's customary for those who aren't joining in to kneel and clap along with the music while the groom dances. Once the wedding reception is in full swing, a traditional dollar dance will probably ensue. One of the many customs brought from Greece, this is a playful dance between the newlywed couple that is rewarded by guests tossing dollar bills onto the dance floor or pinning them onto the couple's attire. It's totally optional for guests and is not a substitute for wedding gifts, but rather a fun, symbolic way to congratulate the couple on their new marriage. For your guest, the tradition of handing out candy-coated almonds as a wedding favor is one of the many memorable aspects of a Greek wedding. This enduring wedding tradition is called Bobonyata and has been associated with Eastern Orthodox weddings for more than three millennia. The salty-sweet combination symbolizes life's ups and downs and the hope that there will be more sweet than bitter. Couples typically give an odd number of almonds in each flavor to note the indivisible power of their marriage, with five being the most traditional number. Each almond symbolizes their hopes for their life, health, happiness, fertility, wealth, and a long life. Superstitions reign supreme. The first is the wedding date. According to tradition, there are dates during the year that are considered good luck and others that should be avoided at all costs. The dates to be avoided include the first two weeks of August devoted to the Virgin Mary, the 40 days of Lent before Easter, August 29th marking the death of St. John the Baptist, 
September 14th, which is the celebration of the exaltation of the Holy Cross, and any time in the 40 days leading up to Christmas. January and June are considered good months. In ancient times, January was the month dedicated to the wife of Zeus, Hera, the goddess of marriage and fertility. June became a special month after the Romans translated Hera to Juno and dedicated the sixth month of the year to her. Friends and family members come into the soon-to-be-wed couple's home to prepare their marital bed. Some families still go through the ritual of making up the marital bed, while others eschew the idea. Prosperity and putting down roots are symbolized by throwing money and rice into the bed, and then a baby is rolled on the bed to bless it with fertility. Interesting custom. The superstitious believe the newlyweds' first baby will be a boy or a girl, depending upon which they roll on the bed. Wow, and talk about flying in the face of science. Whatever happened to X and Y chromosomes? The Combero will shave the groom on the morning of the ceremony to signify trust. Then the close friends step in to help dress him. The Combara leads the bridal party to the bride to help her get dressed and ready for the ceremony. The Combaro and Combara will go on to become the godparents of the couple's first child. The names of all the single ladies are written on the bottom of the bride's right shoe, and tradition has it that the names that are worn off by the end of the reception will soon get married. Considering all the dancing that's done at the reception, it's probably a wonder that there are any names left on the bottom of that shoe. Placing a lump of sugar inside the bride's glove is said to ensure a sweet life, and adding a gold coin to the inside of her shoe will bring good financial fortune. We've seen the coin-in-the-shoe tradition in several of the countries we visited so far. Iron is said to ward off evil spirits throughout the day, so the groom puts a piece of iron in his pocket. Remember the horseshoe carried by the Irish bride? Couples invite an odd number of guests and invite an odd number of attendants to stand beside them. Again, odd numbers cannot be divided in their considered good luck. The number three, representing the Holy Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, is especially symbolic as we saw earlier with the Isaiah dance during the marriage ceremony. A tradition dating back to ancient times is to spit after offering congratulations or compliments to the couple. Today, guests mimic the act of spitting, blowing a puff of breath through pursed lips. But don't douse anyone with saliva, please. Due to the rule of threes, spitting three times brings even greater luck. Two ancient traditions rarely in practice these days are the smashing of plates and bestowal of the bride's dowry. The former has gone out of favor primarily for concerns of safety, while the latter, sometimes still found in small rural villages, has given way to modern shopping. Last but not least, the wedding celebration and dinner, like most everything in Greece, is loud really loud with lots of dancing and if you've seen the my big fat greek wedding movies 
then you know what I'm talking about. There is so much joy and enthusiasm in the air that the Greeks express it through singing, dancing, and speaking loudly. It's amazing how the Greeks can dance in circles for hours nonstop. The bride and groom dance first, followed by their parents and closest relatives, who, by turns, lead the dance. At some weddings, the groom's parents and relatives start the first dance with the bridegroom. The second dance is for the bride's parents and their relatives. Again, the Comparos and Compara are important figures as they get to join the dance no matter who leads it. All brides are beautiful, and the ladies of Greece are right up there among the best. Who can resist the charm and grace of a blushing bride celebrating the day of her dreams, surrounded by all the people she has known and loved for so long? And this has been Episode 12 of Traditions. And that's Traditions for today, sponsored by Your Special Day, a non-denominational wedding officiant service based in Palm Harbor, Florida. For more information about Your Special Day, visit the website at www.your-special-day.net. I invite your thoughts and comments on today's show or any show from the past, or what you might suggest for the future. Email your comments and suggestions to feedback at yourspecialday2.com. Again, that's feedback at yourspecialday2.com. I also encourage you to subscribe to this and all future episodes by clicking on the subscribe button where you launched this podcast. I'm Tom Hirsch. Stay happy. Stay healthy. Stay tuned. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by Your Special Day, a non-denominational wedding officiant service located in Palm Harbor, Florida. Your Special Day offers small, intimate weddings where the ceremony is crafted especially for you and approved by you well in advance of your day. Eloping? Destination wedding? No time to plan? Florida is renowned for its beautiful beaches and waterfront ceremonies are common all up and down the coast. But special county permits apply. We're familiar with the regulations and happy to help. Bring us your dreams. We'll help make them reality. From custom-written ceremonies to writing your own vows. We're here to make your special day truly special indeed. Visit our website at www.your-special-day.net or call 727-533-5433 today for more information about our service, pricing, and availability. Call 727-533-5433. Call now. <laughs>